0: Thank <laughs> you.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. Welcome to the Robert Allenby Studio and the Sports Detention Football Show. I'm here with my co-hosts Potty, Berta and Cosy. How are we going, fellas?
2: Really
3: good, good evening, mate. Gents. Really
2: good. Yep. Uh, How are we all going, boys? Yeah, good. I'm excellent. Speaking a bit louder this week for all the viewers out there in Sports Detention Land, so that I'm uh, not so soft in the background
1: mate there was plenty of complaints they um they were a bit concerned they couldn't hear Birda last week but we had some tech <laughs> technical difficulties that is uh, i mean that's that's putting it kindly mm. we um yeah it was a bit of a rough go last
3: week but we we're, we're going to have another crack this weekend we're coming back better at it than ever and you're well cozy you're you're away at the moment is it true you're down seeing sir paul mccartney tonight
4: uh yeah that's that's one of the items on the agenda tonight uh, this week potty um i'm down here in sunny old Canberra. Um, as you know, Madge McGuire has moved on to New South Wales Origins. So, i mm, I've heard s- the rumours. Yeah. They're looking for an assistant coach, so got the interview. So fingers yep. crossed.
3: Oh, mate. I hope you get Ricky on a good day. Look, speaking about
1: those who demand excellence like the great Ricky Stewart. Um, and Bert has already touched upon last week's episode and the issues that we had, but um, look, there has been an element of concern around sports detention land about your health, Potty, um, after what occurred at the start of the episode last <laughs> week. Now, what are, just what are you for, talking about? Just for the listeners at <laughs> I was home, in good form. just for the listeners at home, we had such erratic technical difficulties that there was a an just. <laughs> repeating through the headphones, an echo that was going on and on and on. Now, just if you have completely forgot, you've wiped it from your memory, just have a listen to this, listeners at home. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. The football show, we're back. Potty?
3: Great to be back. Huge first episode, <laughs> wasn't it? Mate, massive... Oh. oh, and that, that
1: wasn't it, though. That was a, he, he, you know, Potty went for his standard, you know, we want to hear from Coszy and Berta, you know, we, we're we just rapt to have you boys a part of the show. And he dropped this one.
3: They want to hear from Cosy and Berta.
1: <laughs> I mean, I likened it to a, a dingo with a methadone addiction yeah. when, I, uh, when I heard that back. But um, oh, it was some classic stuff.
3: Look, uh, there've been there people a, in. Sorry, Cosy. I
4: was, was go. just going to say there was a bit of Darrell Eastlake there. You know the huge <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Look, the, the sports de- detention community's really been looking after me, and they've been checking in. And the, the common question is, w- were you on drugs? <laughs> oh. and where do um, I get them, mate? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Obviously off the Dingo. I, it
3: got worse.
1: It got worse. For Australian football as well,
3: because now, I think this is an improvement. Just
1: not on a, not only, and I mean, we are a stickler for pronunciation here at the Sports <laughs> Attention Football Show. But not only did Potty absolutely butcher the intro, but he also tried to rename one of the greatest managers of our country, <laughs> Ange Postecoglou, and tried to rename him Potty Coglu. Have a listen to this.
3: The Ange Poglu
4: um, stuff. There
3: was only one or two stories.
4: Hey, oh. I'm not going to say anything, Potty. I'm just going to sit here and just more power to you, brother.
1: Oh, so we so we had a bit of a rough one last week. So can we um,
3: change his name on this show to Ange Potty Coglu?
1: It's straight up Potty Coglu now. Fantastic. It's got to be yeah, it's got to be Potty Coglu. Um, you know, there's yeah, yeah. You you we we walk for our whole lives, Potty. Every now and then we'll trip.
3: <laughs> yeah, so I was listening to the uh, replay of it um, the, the other day at home and my wife was there listening as well. And I go, ooh, geez, you're a bit off there. Will, will, they, will they talk about that? And I go, oh, yeah, they'll bring it up. Oh, yes. <laughs> That'll yes. be cut out. Chopped up immediately. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Grego's already on it.
1: Oh, very well, guys. Rightio, so without further ado, we better rip into the uh, to the juicy topics of the week of football that was, potty. Um we're
3: back. The English Premier League was back, which was all exciting. How'd we go? All right. So, match day nine. Liverpool, Wolves, Brentford, Manchester City, Newcastle, Manchester United, Villa and Spurs all had a win. And Forrest and Luton played out a draw, as did Chelsea and Arsenal. Mm.
1: So, it wasn't just the Premier League, though, boys. The A-League was back as well. Did you catch mm. in the
3: A-League? No. No. I didn't, I didn't catch any of the A-League. Oh, I'm sure Berta did.
2: Um, no, didn't catch any of the A-League. Um, no, no, sorry. Oh, you I, didn't
1: catch any of the A-League? No. I was expecting, I was expecting that you would have, Berta. You're usually over everything.
2: No, nah, sorry, mate. I, I didn't get time to uh, catch up on the mini-matches there. But um, you look, I'll, I'll work on it. It'll be some homework and I'll, I'll, I'll do my best.
1: Well, for the listeners, Potty, what were the results in the A-League round one? I mean, it would have been
3: absolutely stinking hot. Mm. Adelaide, Western United and Melbourne Victory uh, had wins. Uh, MacArthur and Brisbane had a draw. The Wanderers and the Phoenix had a draw, as did the Glory and the Jets.
1: Ooh, so it's a
3: juicy amount
1: of football. It's good Mm. to have it all
3: back. Definitely, definitely. Kept us busy over the weekend.
1: Yes, yeah, so headlines, fellas, look, I'm going to go straight for Berta. Birda, you can kick us off with the headline of the week. What do we got, mate?
2: All right, well, this is a bit of a tongue twister, but I'm going to go for it. So, Berta's headline of the week is Brighton's blues burst Berta's bubbles. Brighton are doing a p- Tom Petty and a free falling.
1: Well, we know how to put the kiss of death on a team here at the sports attention. Mm. Don't worry about that, Berta.
2: So yeah, well, <laughs> ever since uh, they they started to go awry in the uh, esteemed Europa League, Europa League. Oh bloody! I've ca- caught potty's disease. The Europa League. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it really Cut it, out. Cut it, out. it really has been a free fall I mean they they, they don't look good at all um, and they're down I think now even maybe seventh or eighth place they just don't like look like the Brighton at the start of the year but
1: but being being honest though Bertie, I, like I I caught the match um they, they made Man City work, like it wasn't all Man City's way.
2: Uh, absolutely, but Man City aren't exactly what I'd call in Man City form at the moment. Um, they've lost a couple of games on the trot and and did it tough in the Champions League. So, yeah, they, they, they held them to a challenge, but they never looked like they were going to win the game, to be honest.
1: And I think um, sort of uh, one of the things, and I mean we'll probably touch on this a bit more or have a Bit of an unpack in the in the fantasy section, but that Ansu Fatty, he's, he's scoring goals. He's he's putting himself there, and I think he's going to get to the point where he might start to look at playing ninety minutes for Brighton because he's he's obviously been eased into the squad.
2: Yeah, well, he's he's a, a very handy player, and like you said, he has been eased into the squad. He's started to score goals, but um, he's got to score more goals for Brighton to win the game. That's pretty much the simple nature of it you score more goals the other team and you win the game but um their defense their defense is just it's yeah it's not what it was at the start of the season i'm not sure why because they've got a very good manager um a bit of an easier run coming up for them they did have a good start with a somewhat easy Mm -hmm. run then went through the tough run now it gets easier so we'll see from here how they can hopefully climb back up the ladder
1: yeah um, so you're saying they're no longer certainties for the top four?
2: Um, absolutely, still top certainties for the top four, but at the moment, <laughs> at the moment, there's a the bump in the road. Um, yeah, a much like our production <laughs> issues last week, a bump in the road. We get over it, we drive smooth.
1: Oh, our production issues last week weren't a bump in the road. They were just a pebble on the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing. I thought you were referring
3: to Brighton as we again there for a second. Oh, <laughs> no, I was very careful with I my choice heard of that w- too, probably. No,
2: very careful yeah, there. No. Oh.
3: We'll go double-check that. Oh, absolutely. Rightio,
1: so jumping in behind a Liverpool fan, let's jump to Potty. Potty, your headline
3: of the week, mate. What do you got? Dice sees silver lining in loss but left frustrated by consistency issues. Oh, that
1: is a concern. Seeing a silver lining in, in a loss, gents, am I right in saying that that is always a concern?
2: Um, haven't you been seeing consist- um, silver linings in Manchester United's loss for like the last 14 episodes that we've done on this show?
3: Yeah, but I'm concerned. That's, that's <laughs> the- <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, Sean Dice was um, happy with what he called a scrappy um, uh, defensive result, um, but was left frustrated by the lack of consistency from his Toffees team. After seeing that performance... Um, and considering we only walked away with one point against Sheffield United and Luton mm. out of six, pretty frustrating. Uh, with that sort of effort and intent, I don't think it's... Uh, we should have at least been getting four, maybe even six points out of those games. So that's pretty frustrating. Obviously, the big concern for the Toffees came when Ashley Young... Ah, oh, man, um, that's, Yeah. Yeah, he was um, uh, red card and so he was off... Uh, Sean Dyche did raise uh, an issue around consistency with Ashley Young being sent off, and um, uh, then uh, Liverpool player Kanate uh, not receiving a second yellow. Ooh, so hold
1: on a second. You know,
3: obviously, oh, um, you know, um, here we go. Klopp had his concerns because he ripped um, Canate off pretty much straight away. Yeah, and so uh, I guess so. Liverpool you're
1: saying there's an element of guilt there from Jurgen.
3: Yeah, I'd say so. And, you know, yeah. um, there was it was an interesting thing, though, um, in his press conference. A, um, a member of the press posed a pretty interesting question. To what, do
1: you, him. what do you mean? Like somebody in the media was trying to hold Jürgen to account. They were. They
3: were, actually. Um, oh. but we don't happen to have that there, do we, Gregor?
1: Mate, we've got everything here at oh. Sports Attention.
3: Jürgen, Everton feel that Ibrahima Kanate should have been sent off today and that it was a terrible decision that he wasn't. Do you think they should be allowed to have a replay too? Seriously. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: oh, that is the greatest question ever. Yeah. <laughs>
4: oh. And so, the best thing uh, about that was you look the look on his face and he says something along the lines of, is that a real question? You know, is that yeah, a real yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course yeah. it is, pal. Of course it yeah. is.
3: Yeah. And so he's agreed and there will be a replay next week. What do you think, yeah. Bertha?
2: Ah, it's pretty simple that it's a, (laughs) an esteemed coach that's won everything in the game being questioned by some pin dick reporter that's obviously sitting behind (laughs) a a computer for a reason. Um, didn't show his face, didn't say his name and wants to try and take on Jurgen Klopp in front of the world. And, um. Good luck if he's there next week, much like, you know, Grego used to say with Sir Alex Ferguson, he'd, he'd decide who he'd want in and out of the press conferences. I'd say that guy will be back to his mum's basement in no time with his box of tissues. <laughs>
1: I I'd, I'd say there's might be a good chance he's oh. on the payroll at Man United. With he questions might, like he that. He might
4: well be on the way back to his mum's basement with the rest of the Liverpool supporters club, but I like it. <laughs> I like yeah. the fact that he's got the balls to stand up there, you know, that's gone worldwide. Well, he, and you know, to get yeah. up there and say what people are thinking of this, there's a large number of people that are thinking that, and I blame social media for that, I think, you know, the way we just put our comments on social media and we blurt out whatever you know that the real news and the fake news get sort of uh entwined and, and, and it's hard mm. to tell the difference you know what i mean yeah
2: but he also did go on what? in that press conference to say that he thought ibrahim kanate was very lucky so people aren't talking about that either they just want to listen to some faceless reporter Try and think he's funny. <laughs> <laughs> of course I do. It was far better. <laughs> <laughs> Very courageous.
1: Oh rightio, rightio. Before, before, uh, yeah, before we get too far off topic here and and <laughs> start diving into the great fake news, uh, we'll move on. Um, I'll drop my headline of the week, guys, and it is: How can this be? Newcastle shrug off the headlines by putting four past Palace. Now, when I speak to the, about the headlines. The first one, obviously, is the most important headline is the fact that we all said that Eddie Howe was getting the chop and they are wow. absolutely flying at the moment. Um, Berta also mentioned they were getting duck egg in the Champions League and they're looking likely to go all the way. Um, <laughs> however, what I'm talking about in the headlines is obviously a big news is around Sandro Tonali. So, um, you know, we've we've spoken about Ivan Toney and, and the gambling issue and which obviously resulted in him getting a ban. But there's big news out of uh, the Italian uh, media at the moment saying that there's a big, obviously, an investigation. He was withdrawn out of the Italian national team during the international break. Um, so, yeah, some, some things going on. That I, I don't believe at this time, and we'll put the big allegedly umbrella up, I don't believe that this time it is similar to Ivan Tony in the fact that he had direct... Uh, connection to the results or the areas that he was betting. I think it is a bit more so around the intricacies of Italian law around bettings at this point in time. So, um, yeah, obviously without having sources and information to back up that, I, I'd, I'd be pretty comfortable in just putting that to the forum at the moment. What do we reckon, fellas?
4: Well, mate, you've only got to go back a couple of weeks on this very podcast that I brought up the fact that there were question marks over Italian football. If you remember, <laughs> oh, <me talking> yes, <laughs> oh, we're all over it. Can you, If you remember, we talking about the the goalkeeping scandal. Can you pronounce? Yeah. So Can I'm you pronounce that name for us, Cos? What,
1: what was that uh, goalkeeper's name yeah. again, Cos? You sound
4: it out. Uh, the Polish guy. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Wojciech. Um, your your, your
2: former keeper. <laughs> remember?
4: Yeah. So, <laughs> I you know put just putting it out. I'm not surprised. When I read this story, I thought you no. Know, yeah. It's, I'm not surprised.
1: So there's already been... A, apparently there's already been a ban handed out in relation to this matter and this is going to be a further investigation. Um, your big star signing for Newcastle, it's a, it's a bit of a concern for for the Toon Army because they're probably, you know, you don't need this. You, you really don't, especially when essentially he wasn't a player of Newcastle when this all has occurred or has seemingly occurred. He's come out and said that he's obviously got... Through his uh, a statement, through his, um, his management, he's come out and said that he's got a gambling addiction that he's dealing with at the moment. So, um, yeah, that's where we're at at the moment on that. But uh, nonetheless, going back to the performance of Newcastle, I mean, they're looking pretty good, boys. They're looking like, I mean, last year wasn't a flash in the pants.
2: Yeah, well, to beat someone as esteemed as Crystal Palace, I mean, you really got to put them out there as true title contenders now, don't you? Like, <laughs> oh, far out. <laughs> this, is, this sounds like the Tottenham media right here. It's another wank. <laughs> oh, <laughs> another wank fest. Um, yeah. They beat. Um, they, I'd like, it, I'd like you. I'd like you to refer. And, um, yeah. Anyway, go. <laughs> No, Bertie, you
1: need to refer them as top of the table Tottenham at the moment, mate. Um, Potty especially, cold, cold especially, especially, especially for our cosy Gurner over there.
4: Oh, yuck. Um, no, but like, on Bertie's point, like, um, uh, yeah, I know we're having a go at them, etc. But um, Crystal Palace was sitting actually pretty comfortably in the top ten before that game. And I, I'm not exactly sure how many goals they've let in, but it was very, very few. Like Their goal difference now is mm. minus four and Newcastle put four past them. On the weekend so they were sitting at a you know a a zero goal uh for and against they've actually been their defensively has been pretty good which goes to the fact that newcastle were pretty good in dismantling them on the weekend
1: Mm. yeah they took their opportunities there was a a few soft goals but um hitting on the break with purpose and i mean i i don't want to you know really upset uh, our co-host potty here but anthony gordon is a signing Mm. Um, oh, you know absolutely. the fact that he was able to, you know, get out of the grasp of Everton is probably a good indication of the plight that they find themselves in, because you know he's come along there and he's he's coming along in leaps and bounds under Eddie Howe.
4: Mm. And Eddie Howe's a good manager. Like you brought up Gordon, the well,
1: you said he was shit earlier. You said he was going to get sacked.
4: I said he <laughs> possibly could get sacked depending on results. on the, result. <laughs> uh, depending on the results. Too. Um, But the young guy that he's got that scored the first goal, I think it's Ty Murphy or... or, Yeah. um, Yeah, and set up the next goal. Like, they're both young players. Um, As you said, Gordon from the Everton nursery. Um, I went and had a look at that Ty Murphy and just see where he's come from. And he actually, when you go back through his stats and his performances, he's played a few Premier League games now. I think it's maybe a handful, maybe not quite double figures, but he's probably played as well... Uh, just as so much time in the Champions League like he's played a lot in Europe for them so yeah. it just seems as though he, he you know he's making an impact on both the Was that his first
1: that, Premier League goal? Because they sure made that. him, wa- yeah, I, I'd i be interested to see if it was actually because they made him wait for it because he obviously went to VAR for the checking for the offside and the poor bugger. Like yep. he was, mate, you can wipe the smile off his face. He looked like, remember when Lenny got his teeth done when they all got a dental <laughs> plan at the Springfield plant? He was like that. <laughs> and then they had to go through the VAR process and then he finally got his, got his goal.
4: But how good is that VAR process? You celebrate the goal and then they yeah. stop. For, to watch the replays and then you do it all again, it's like fantastic, yeah. like go nuts, young fella. Well doesn't Until
1: you don't do it again because they take it off you for yeah, a toenail But
2: At least you get side.
4: one celebration in there. So that's Yeah.
2: Doesn't but doesn't VAR now have to stop and then check and then the other guy looks at the other guy, he nods, the other one nods, they both nod and then they go to a supervisor and go, Are we capable of, you know, hitting the goal after the after what <laughs> Liverpool did? Because <laughs> Apparently they couldn't even talk to each other a couple of weeks ago. So that's the delay. I figured it out. They're just, yeah, they're just going through a thousand sets of eyes because they've got a couple of Stevie Wonders in the booth.
4: Well, yeah. can I jump in there and just go to a segue to my heading of the week, headline of the week? Yeah, um, go for it, mate. Very simply, it's what champions do. So I want to talk about the Arsenal comeback against Chelsea. But So
1: what are you talking about? Drawing with mid-table teams, is that what champions do? Or? Oh, no, no,
4: okay. no, hear me out, hear me out. Hang on, what are they, so what jump, are they champions of? Future champions.
2: Oh, okay, but you said champions, oh. that would imply that they're the current champions.
4: No, you don't have to be the actual champions to be called champions. Oh, like I call okay. you a champion and you're far from it, so let me go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Now we're bringing up past conversations, aren't we? But in that game... Boys, I'd like to get your thoughts on a couple of different VAR controversies. So, mm. obviously, the handball against Arsenal, like yep. them jumping in on all over that uh, decision. And from what I've read and the reports coming out of England, was that the on field uh, referees and decision makers saw it, saw the replay after they were called over the TV, and still didn't mm. agree with it. Uh, but VAR pushed the point to award the penalty so like in that and this this is the opposite to what happened to Liverpool a couple of weeks ago and has that incident in that Liverpool game led to this now rushed push decision in that Arsenal game?
1: I I don't think I don't think you can question the fact that the, the referees and the VAR and the system's going to be limping at the moment. Like, I mean, there's straight away there's suggestions that, you know, for every 50-50 that's going to be out there, Liverpool's probably going to get the benefit of that. You know, that's what people will say. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, you couldn't argue the fact that it is going to change the way VR, VAR is going to operate, at least in the interim, while the bruises of that are still healing. Like, yeah, I, I think it's a valid point.
4: I'd love to hear the audio from the weekend. I think that'd that explain a lot of things. Like with from what I'm hearing and the reports coming out.
1: But uh, but I've spoken this too, Potty. Like uh, we're, when we talk about the handballs. And, and I know, Bertie, you were pretty blunt about it last week where you, you, you sort of said cut and dry. If it hit the hand, it's a handball, which is fair enough because that's what the rule book says. But I can't help but be, be frustrated on some of them. Like, you know, that whole interpretation of natural position, I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's very, very
2: hard. Did you... Well,
3: you're going to struggle with consistency. Yeah. Mm.
2: yeah. Did you catch the Liverpool-Everton game?
3: I did, mate, yeah.
2: Yeah, so uh, are we calling that a clear-cut handball? Um, I is that the uh, th- Van Dyke? No, no, Mike, Virgil Van Dyke. The Keen for Everton against the, in, in the game on the weekend. The first penalty that went to Mo Salah. So yeah, see, see,
1: see the way I look at it, and, and obviously I I look at it through my United tinted glasses. Is I see some of them that it's it's grossly advantaging the offense at the moment. It's not. Helping the defenders with the interpretations of the handball. However, you look at the FA Cup final last year, and we go beyond the you know the first twelve seconds. Um, <laughs> you look at the handball that Jack Grealish gave away. You know, I if I was on, if it was a United player giving away that same handball where they're just coming up to lift their arm and their leg, you know, it's there's nothing they can do, and the ball gets booted in at a significant pace into a hand uh, you you can't help but sympathize for the person defending in that situation but you know rules are rules I, I get that so yeah I, I'm just thinking i thinking the balance at the moment is heavily weighted on the players attacking and if you want to see more goals I can understand that but um, yeah I mean when Premier League points are so vital and you know jobs clubs departments millions and millions of pounds rely on these decisions, yeah, it's, it's a very, very interesting topic for discussion.
4: And, be, like, we've all watched a ton of football, and you know the handball rule, it cannot be a black and white thing. There's going to always be areas ah. of grey. Like, my, the, my issue with it, and I've just got to deal with it, like millions of other Arsenal supporters, is that fact of the distance between the last touch before it hits the person on the hand. Now, there's never going to be a measurement. There's never going to be anything to say Mm. that that was too close or that was too far away. But it's just a bitter pill to swallow watching that game. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, so... so My headline, getting back to my headline, is the recovery, the comeback. So I listened to this game. Actually, I did it old school. Boys, did it old school. I, I listened to the replay in the car on the way down. So it was like listening to the radio. Wow. Mm. And you know what?
1: So are you suggesting that you were sh- live streaming whilst driving, are you? Or are no, you employing uh, yourself in any way? Or? <laughs> Allegedly.
4: <Is that laughs> Allegedly. No, so it was just playing through the speakers, that's all. wasn't watching okay. it. But uh, yes. no, I wasn't driving, Grego, so that was fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, listen to it on there. So recommend it. I cannot. <laughs> it's just trash. Right. Like, listen <laughs> <Yes>. to it, <laughs> Listening to it, it's just you listen to the crowd, basically, what they do. But anyway... Great comeback, and like I know I've copped the ribbing about you know saying Arsenal champions, etc., and they haven't done anything yet, but they're the type of comebacks that you need in a season if you're going to win it. Like oh, Arsenal, definitely, yeah. Arsenal were terrible, terrible yeah. in the first yeah. you know, 45, 50 minutes, and just to come back and show the spirit that they did to get two points, it does more for, uh, sorry, to grab one point does more for the one point but then it does more for going forward and the and the confidence that they can actually do that in yeah. other games
1: in fairness to you cosy you aren't the only person who speaks from you know a high level of intelligence that has made that comment either There was a lot of the punditry was talking about the fact that arsenal got away with one and to pull a point there is you know as good as a win so i mean it's yeah it's not the baddest shout
4: yeah no, and Like, I've seen a few comments about Arsenal were lucky and this, that and the other, but I know, as I just said, we played bad, but Chelsea were also lucky. Look at the two goals, like the handball, which we've covered, but also the cross. Now, let's be fair. No, no, that was a a worldie, mate. No, I will not accept (laughs) anybody on this podcast calling that a shot and that he deliberately did it. There's no way. So don't even go there, all right?
1: I'm going to suggest that Mudrick has you know, absolutely justified his transfer fee with that one shot.
4: Oh, And of all the players I didn't want to score, it was that knob jockey.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh yes, there we that's, go. A, that's a bit of... Is this a bit of Casado sort of attitude from Cozzy here, <laughs> the bloke who knocked you
4: back? Yeah, it might be a bit of that. might be a bit of bitterness, but it's well-founded. Mm. Don't worry about that.
1: Now... In the discussion points around our headlines, guys, do you know what a Dirty Sanchez is? Berta?
2: Are you, are uh, you, no. Are, are you wanting, Can't say I do. Are you wanting a definition? Am, am, am I the pioneer saying this on a podcast? Or?
1: You are the definition of what is a Dirty Sanchez, mate?
2: To my, to my knowledge, it's uh, like a fecal moustache. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's actually incorrect here on the sports detention. The dirty Sanchez is the most terrible pass out by Robert Sanchez, oh. which has led to bloody Declan Rice's goal.
4: Yeah, I'm a bit worried because Berta didn't look that up. I was watching him on the screen <laughs> just off the top of the head.
2: I feel like I was so set up for that. How, again. Is this how bad group was that still like going?
1: In- I mean, in terms of turning points of the game, fellas, like, I mean, what a, what a joke. Like, I mean, Chelsea fans must be pulling their hair out about that. I mean, that was a result. Let's be fair income and be. I think be fair to Chelsea. That is something with the side that they've got, the squad that they've got, It is nowhere near where it will or can potentially end up. But these are the results that they have the potential to pick up on the way, you know what I mean? Like knocking over a big side because they've got unquestionable talent in their squad. And I believe Sunday was their day to do that. But, I mean, one simple pass from your goalkeeper has just turned it on its head. Because that's exactly what Arsenal needed at that point in time. Yeah,
2: but the, absolutely, it, it was a terrible pass. But Declan Rice's finish, it still had to be. Oh, it yeah. still had to yeah. be executed, and it was, it was bang on. Like it was. It, I think
1: it was a cross, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, no, it, it
2: was not a it was not a Mudric type cross. But no, that was <laughs> that had to be that had to be accurate to the point where it hit the it hit the left
4: post as, as he was facing it, which was just it was amazing. Oh, but like very. I, I, aren't we growing up in an era now like in the last few years where you see this a lot you know whether it be the goalkeeper whether it be a, a centre back or a defensive player just mm. turning the ball over in a position where like you know when I, if I was playing juniors and I did that my coach would drag me off the field and just say what the hell are you doing young fella just boot the ball up the field whereas now we're just seeing this is a style that we're seeing across Europe and across the world I, well, let,
1: let's stick with the let's stick with the Chelsea Arsenal match too, because it, Ray, you raise a really good point there, Cosie. And I've heard a lot of discussion recently, which I, I you know have to agree with that. You know, the talk coming out of the summer around a lot of the sides, especially when it came to Arsenal bringing in David Raya, United bringing Andre Onana, and all of the last sort of twenty four months has been around goalkeepers playing with their feet. Mm-hmm. You know, and goalkeepers being able to play out from the back and do, you know, Allison and Edison have been, you know, leading the charge for for Liverpool and City over the last few years. But we can't avoid the fact that as a goalkeeper, your job is to use your hands, and I think that is off. That is almost becoming lost in some of this, you know, because when you look at Mudrika's goal, you would have to say that David Raya should have done better.
4: Mm. You know, out of position a little bit, yeah. yeah but so I think,
1: and, and there's been a few comments sort of mentioned saying, look, we're, we're putting so much emphasis, especially around the English media, around saying, oh, well, you know, the goalkeeper needs to be able to play out for the back. They need to play a certain way. But, you know, the core facts are they need to be able to be a shot stopper. And when balls are put into the box, they need to be the absolute chief of that box area. That's They're the two fundamental things that you're looking for, really, aren't they?
4: So when you say the absolute chief of the box area, are you talking about um, how uh, Chelsea's goalkeeper, his name escapes me at the moment. What's his name? Boys, current goalkeeper. Yeah, current goalkeeper.
1: Yeah, so it's um, David Sanchez.
4: David, say that again for me.
1: David Sanchez. Well, he's Spanish. Yeah. yeah. So
4: the way he came out and clattered into the Arsenal players. Mm. It, was, yeah. it also reminded me of a game earlier in the year, I think we discussed on this podcast. I knew we
1: were going a, there. You should have just jumped certain, straight to Andre, Andre and I the goalkeeper
4: <laughs> that yeah. came out and just absolutely cleared the box. So, yeah. Ooh, yeah. And, na,
1: na, ooh, na, na. It was fantastic.
4: Like Clearing the box, goalkeepers turned into bulldozers. Like It was crazy. That's another you know talking point that came out of the game on the weekend.
0: But yeah, I think you're, you're you,
4: exactly right. I think you're exactly right. You've, you know, hands and feet, they've got to be all around us nowadays, don't they?
1: Yeah, and also, too, I'm exactly right in suggesting that when Anana comes out, if you can't get the ball, you might as well take out the opposition.
4: Yeah, oh, just go through them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right, so we started with the Dirty Sanchez. but are you actually, according to Urban Dictionary, you got that 100% correct? Um, yeah. However, it wasn't what we were looking for. Uh, that leads us straight into uh, Drunk Uncle Trivia with Cozzy. What do we got, mate? The trivia, got the questions, load them up.
4: Oh, mate, I tell you what, we've, I've gone all out this week. So oh. this is one for the listeners. This is uh, a new type of quiz. I, I just always on the lookout for something interesting so i'm calling this Mm. one the countdown quiz okay so in this quiz boys molly meldrum yeah a little bit of that i just don't have the hat so and i'm not a saint kildas wanker either so but anyway allegedly allegedly um the countdown quiz so i've got six questions and what happens is you get it's a six five four three two one so i'm going to let you boys pick which question you'd like to answer and you get the amount of points for that question. As in six is six points, five is ex- five points, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, if you get it right. So just quickly, how do you want to? What do you want to have a shot at, boys?
1: Um, let's Pick go. Let's numbers. sit on the sit on the fence. Let's go four and three for me.
4: Oh, yep.
2: I'll go six and one. Five okay, and two. Potty.
4: <laughs> Good choice, Potty.
3: Thank okay. you. Thank you.
4: So, here we go. First question is to Birda, the six-point question. Very easy one, Berta. Just name me six teams that are top of their Champions League table currently.
2: Um, mm. Newcastle United. Oh,
4: Yes, surprisingly, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's one.
2: New, okay, so Newcastle United, Real Madrid. Correct. Uh, Champions League. So let's. Ooh, that is.
4: Yep. The
1: competition. Liverpool's not in, mate. Yeah, I'm. am
2: yeah. bloody thinking of the groups now. So you've got. Um, yeah, I'm at two, and I'm going well. You've got Manchester City. Where's, where's my ding? Um, right. You've got. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> well, I can hear the ding for my for my correct answers. <laughs> uh, the
4: listeners can call in at home too on this one. I think.
2: Yep, they're out there. Okay, so let's... Oh, You've I got
4: five to pick from, you need three more.
2: I am struggling because I'm not that interested in the Champions Leagues this year. Um, right, so...
4: You can pass out if you like.
2: No, 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 just, just let me think of the groups. It's none of the Premier League teams, Barman Man City. Because uh, it's not United, it's not Arsenal. So let's go Bayern Munich. What are we up to? That's four,
4: four.
2: Right. Uh, how long have I got? Because I'm, i can fucking go through it. but It'll take a while. <laughs> um, it's not how
4: long we you've got. It's how long the listeners have got. Yeah, well, they're,
2: they're, mm. they're patient. I'm talking. Asser- We're losing
1: subscribers, brother. No, I'm talking no assertively pressure.
2: too. Can I come back to it? Is that a, is that an option? Can I think while others? No. Know? Okay, it's definitely not. Uh, is Barcelona? Oh, one more, and one more, and I've you've, you've got me absolutely. Uh,
4: you've given me two Spanish teams. I'll give you a clue. There's another two. Oh
2: and yeah, yeah. At- Atletico Madrid. Well, well done, well Berta. Done. Six, Six points. Of- <laughs>
1: Six we points, and you cost us about four hundred <laughs> subscribers as well. Hey,
4: slow game's <laughs> a good game. So, Potty, here we go. Question five. Now, Manchester City, as Greg, uh, Alberta just mentioned, is top of the table. One of their best ever captains is on the next list. Okay, so this is the list of, you need to give me five out of the top seven players that have received the most red cards in the EPL.
3: Five of the top seven most red cards.
4: Five of the top seven. (laughs)
3: Um, this is luck
4: of the draw. Which question you pick? I mentioned Manchester City, and they a former captain who. you need to go back a number of years.
3: Tough mm. defender. Yeah, I know this one. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm no way going to get five. <laughs>
1: not, <there's laughs> not a chance. Throw, throw some names out, mate.
3: Some um,
4: grubs. <laughs>
3: so, yeah. No, I'm not going to get five. So I, I, I won't. I won't hold the subscribers up. Um, There's three
4: of the players on this list are massive players for three supporters on this podcast: Arsenal, mm. Man United, and Everton.
1: So we're talking Premier League time too, as well, Cosy, are we? Correct.
3: Yeah.
4: Okay,
1: that's a that's a big one.
3: Uh, yeah. Um, Everton striker.
4: Big tall
1: dude. Ooh, if you get this wrong, you're out.
3: <laughs> um,
4: Scottish, I believe.
3: Ferguson? Oh, correct. Big dunk. Um, Vincent Company? No. I'm out. You're out. Can I try and jump in on that one?
4: Yeah, sure.
1: Was it Richard Dunn?
4: Correct. Richard Dunn was the Manchester City... Uh, and who was the Manchester United player? Gregor, who do you believe?
1: I'm going to assume it was Roy Keane, but it could have been Eric Candida. But it was Roy <laughs> Keane.
4: Roy Keane's correct. Also on the list, we've got Patrick Vieira. Vinny mm. Jones makes a list. Oh, oh the scrotum grabber. Yeah, the short lived <laughs> Premier League career. He got seven red cards. Oh,
1: oh geez, that's an Didn't effort. He, only play like <laughs> yeah, he played like <laughs> eight games. <laughs>
4: yeah. There was a few he missed through suspension, obviously. Uh, oh. Lee Catamol played for Middlesbrough And a young mm. Alan Smith, a Leeds player He also yeah. uh, has got a few So interestingly, two strikers on that list So there you go mm. yeah. Yeah. you got to be so a gower
1: if you're getting reds as a striker How no many guy?
4: did Eric Cantona get? Eric Cantona, I'm not sure Okay, Let's mm. go with six because my list he, ends at seven So let's just <laughs> say six
1: He got one really good one
4: <laughs> <laughs> and One bloke oh, yeah. got about 12 studs across his chin too so, Des- deserved uh, it. Okay, Grego. So, this one, this is the question four. you need four of these players. Now, you mentioned Roy Keane. He's on this yep. list. Actually, okay. sorry, he's not on this list. So, okay. this is the, ho- and you watch a lot of football, so you should be able to get this. this okay, now you've put pressure on me. The <laughs> top 10 highest paid pundits in the EPL. So, the commentators. Oh, okay. So,
1: that's yeah, off. wouldn't be keen. So it's got to be Lineker. Lineker's got to be in there.
4: Lineker's number one.
1: Um, Shearer?
4: Correct. Number four.
1: Ooh, that throws in there. Um, Neville Carriger.
4: Neville Carragher?
1: Yeah, like, no. I mean, <laughs> they do work well together, but Gary yeah, Neville do. and Jamie Carragher?
4: correct, that's the top four, so you've nailed it right there. Gary Lineker, Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher and Alan Shearer are the top four. So. And
1: do you know somebody who does really well, gets a fair bit of grief, but apparently is a really good fella, and you would hate him because, is Jermaine Jenas. They reckon he's yeah. an absolute, He's yeah, he's he's good times.
4: He is, I've, yeah, I've seen a bit of him. He actually f- comes in at number nine. Mm. Just, a, uh, just above one of my favourite all-time players in Ian Wright.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Righty. I like Righty. I like Righty. Um, No Andy Gray or Richard Keyes on that list?
4: No Andy Gray, no Richard Keyes, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, so, no that takes us down to question three. Now, Gary Lineker <laughs> was the top person on that list, top pundit, yep. and he gets paid £1.3 million pounds per year. So, yeah, coincidentally, the that's the total player value of these next three clubs. So, the question is... The current Premier League, this is for Grego. Mm-hmm. Name me the current Premier League bottom three teams.
1: Oh, current. Well, it's going to be Sheffield United Correct. is one. Um, Luton's not in the bottom three at this point in time. I think that's a big sort of talking point at the moment. Um, so let's go Sheffield United, Burnley. Correct. And one more. Is it Bournemouth?
4: Is that your answer?
1: That is my answer.
4: Correct. Oh, Oh, (laughs) Killing it. Killing it.
1: Oh, mate. Do you know how much trivia I did on that cruise ship about three weeks ago? I'm in form.
4: On form. (laughs) So, Potty. Yep. Here we go. So, those three teams will probably not get a chance to play these next two teams. This is question two for the next little while, because these two teams are looking at jumping, taking their spot in the Premier League if these three teams that Grego mentioned don't make it out of the relegation zone. So the question yep. is, who are the top two teams in the championship Ooh.
3: at the moment? That's a good uh, question. Leicester on top, are they? Correct. <laughs> oh, party. Uh, Look at him go. Uh... Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a clue who's next. Can I, um,
2: can I jump in, Potty?
3: No. Yeah, mate. Okay. No. no. <laughs>
4: oh. <laughs> yeah, go. Go, Bertie. Ip- Ipswich. That's correct. Well done, Potty.
3: Hey.
1: Ah, uh, so Ips- Ipswich is. Um, they're managed by former Manchester United coach. Uh, name escapes me at the moment.
2: Yeah, Gunnar Solskjaer No, butchered it. Mm-hmm. No, no, not
1: Gunnarsson. Mourinho. Um, <laughs> no, not Mourinho. Because there's a fair, fair few of the United so Alex, um, crew no. running in the championship now that Wayne Rooney has signed with Birmingham City. Tom Brady's put in the call because there's, um, yes, uh, Michael Carrick is played for United. Did he? Who's that? Tom Brady. Wayne <laughs> Rooney. <laughs> 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 Everton legend. Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay.
4: This, so this is the tiebreaker now because the score is Grego on seven points, Berta on six points, Potty on two points. So this is the last question. This is worth one point, Berta. Kieran
1: McKenna, sorry, but to butt in there, Cozzy. That's the manager of, of Ipswich Town.
4: Okay, mate. We might put that in next week's quiz. So for our <laughs> listeners, keep an eye out for that one. <laughs> so this is the last question. So we mentioned Ipswich Town. Berta got that correct. Their nickname mm. is The Blues. What's their other nickname? The Town? This is for Birda.
1: Oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> well, I don't I need to get another one now because Grego just answered it?
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's not correct. So you can go with that answer. Oh, oh.
1: yes. <laughs> what a good movie though, isn't it? Oh. The Town with bloody Ben Affleck.
4: Jeremy, oh.
1: Jeremy Renner. <laughs> the Cracker. So, sorry, we'll leave that for the Sports yep. Attention Podcast.
4: Nah. I'll be so I'll give you a clue, Berta. We'll lose If list. you look at their... If you look at their um, crest, there's oh, a horse. I know it. There's a horse and a. Well, we'll look, you'd rep- probably say it's a castle on the crest. What is their nickname? <laughs> the Castle Horses. <laughs> 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 <I don't laughs> yeah, close. It's it's the Tractor Boys. The Tractor <laughs> Boys. Yeah, they, oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so they have had nothing to do with the actual <laughs> nickname. <laughs>
1: Now you you guys know that my mind works at a thousand miles an hour. Um, you mentioned Ipswich Town. Has have you guys ever seen the interview with Kieran? Because Kieran Dyer, you remember Kieran Dyer, who obviously punched on with um, what's his name in the in the Newcastle bloody game? Um, Lee
4: Bowen, was that Lee,
1: Lee, Bowen? Bowyer. Lee Bowyer, Lee Bowyer, that's it. So Kieran Dyer, when he was a youth, oh, he was a young player just coming through at Ipswich Town he was walking down the street and somebody from the media had pulled him aside to interview him as if he was a fan of Ipswich Town and they were heavily criticising the ownership and the manager and they were like, what are your thoughts on the manager? And before he'd answered it, they were saying, oh, like, go through your... You know, what's your name and what's your job? And he said, "Oh, my name's Kieran, and I'm a footballer." And they said, "Who do you play for?" He goes, "Ipswich Town." And they go, "Are you like?" They thought he was joking, and they they go, "Well, what team do you play?" And he goes, "The first team." <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's an absolute ripper of video. If you can pull it up on YouTube, listeners at home, it is it is a good watch. It's a laugh. Yeah. So had to throw that in
4: no that's good because yeah that that comes from like the story behind the tractor boys so back in uh, the early 2000s when ipswich was promoted to the premier league they were one of the you know dower clubs of the league they didn't have much money and and they were playing against leeds united and uh the leeds fans start the leeds was losing and the leeds fans started chanting We're being beaten by a bunch of tractor drivers. And it just (laughs) took off from there. (laughs) I think it's classic. I love the story. That is good. And then the Ipswich fans started the the chant, 1-0 to the tractor boys, 1-0 to the tractor boys, in other games throughout the season. So I I think that's one of the best nicknames going around. So there There you go, boys. That's Drunk (laughs) Uncle Trivia for another week.
1: We're just fountains of knowledge here at the Sports Extension Podcast. Unbelievable. Beautiful work, Cosy. Love Well done, Cozzy. You've, you've absolutely nailed it, mate. So, Potty, looking at next week's fixtures, mate, what do we got?
3: Okay, match day 10 Palace versus Spurs, Chelsea versus Brentford, Arsenal versus Sheffield United, Bournemouth versus Burnley, Wolves versus Newcastle, Everton versus West Ham. Brighton vs Fulham, Villa vs Luton, Liverpool vs Nottingham Forest, and the Battle of Manchester. Oh. Getting ready outside. I can
0: Gregor feel it all the way down in my plums, getting all swollen,
1: with a light blue hue to them. <laughs> oh yes. and juicy, ready for the picking. <laughs> 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 oh, very good. All righty-o, fellas. So when we look at the fixtures this week coming up, we've got to look at our fantasy football teams. Um, look, the just recently the Premier League has released the the current team of the season and i know we spoke about defenders earlier but it's no surprise when we talked about crystal palace and their the defensive efforts and how that was taken apart by newcastle sam johnson is the goalkeeper of the year at the moment they got uh, anderson in the back with Trippier and white salah sun saka and bowen watkins harlan and julian alvarez in the team of the year how many of those guys have you got because I have one, Hence the reason yeah. why I'm so low on the table, I'd say. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, when you look at it, no one can have that team. Like, there's no way that, nah, that team you fits can't. in the salary cap. So, for a start. I think, but.
1: I think the big surprise for me was obviously Johnson. As goalkeeper, that's pretty good points. Like, for him to the Crystal Palace goalkeeper to be top of the pops and also to Anderson picking up because he scored a couple of goals and he's picking up points as well. So,
3: yeah, interesting to look at. Um, Tip of the week. Potty, what do you got? Uh, Can you live without Mo? Uh, Sellers' form and Liverpool's draw... Uh, Does that make him a must-have?
1: So we're confirming Grego's suspicions last week that he has his mojo back.
3: Yeah, well, um, you know, obviously obviously two (laughs) goals that we won't speak about over the weekend. But, um, yeah, Uh, certainly getting to that time where I'm thinking, oh, is he a Mm. must-have? The the mo of old. The mo of old. Um, What are you thinking, mate?
1: Um, Look... My tip of the week, I mean, before we go to the boys, I can just jump into my tip of the week because then it'll probably yeah, come into a good conversation. Let's get wild. It's time for wildcard season. Now, I'm looking across at a few of my fellow punters who I know have dived into the, the devilish wild cards in this last week and
3: I'm thinking it's time. Mm. What do we reckon, boys? Well, I'm with you, Grego I'm definitely thinking it's wildcard time. Mm. But you used yours, didn't
2: you? Yep, mine's done and dusted, um, and it worked very well. I noticed the boys, a couple of the others, used theirs this week, and I think one of them, who shall not be named, he set the world light with a close to a hundred points using his wild card. So, yep, pulled the tr- mm. pulled the trigger right there. Oh yeah, there. we heard about it. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm getting text messages about it. Mm.
1: So, Cosy, Cosy, can I confirm that you used your wild card this weekend as well?
4: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Can I also confirm that there's a certain player in the competition that you've been giving horrific amounts of grief to recently who didn't use his wild card and still beat you even though you used your wild card? Who would that be? Yours truly.
4: Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. I, was, I didn't see your score. To be honest with you, I didn't see your score this week because I was only looking up. Like, I didn't uh. look that far down the table. <laughs> so, like, I was, yeah, as, a, like, I was only looking at who I was passing as I was going past and moving up the table. So, oh, okay. sorry about that. No, no, you've done well, Grego. So, no, your apology,
1: your apology is not accepted. <laughs> uh, what do you got, Cosy? Uh,
4: headline of the week on guard, Martin, ready to pounce back against lower table opposition. Op- so, Martin Odegaard, uh, look mm. out for him this week, boys. So they've got a home game against Sheffield United, and he copped a little bit of flak during the week about his performances against the higher-ranked ta- uh, teams on the table. So mm. look out for him to come back with a strong performance, um, and hopefully, fingers crossed, I've brought him in in my wildcard week, so he'll get a few points for that. I won't mention that I brought Odegaard in, he scored two, and I left Saka out, I transferred him out. and he, How many did he score? He scored half a dozen or so. But anyway, yeah. Odegaard on guard.
1: I did notice, didn't, uh, Potty, you left Brian and Buemo out? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, only 14 points.
4: Yeah, that, that, that one's done. <laughs> yeah, I transferred um, him out, Potty, so I'm with you
1: there <laughs> this week. Yeah. I transferred him. Now, can I confirm, look, because obviously I'm an absolute nafty when it comes to fantasy. So the wild card, is that now your team, yes. or does it Hang go I'm back out. to your Sorry. original team?
4: You... You, you can confirm that you're an absolute nufty when it comes to Premier League, yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I got ahead of myself. No, no, here. no.
1: But that's not how things work around here at the sports attention because I'm the one who has creative control. I'm the one who <laughs> chops up all the clips so <laughs> I can make this one disappear. Okay. It's okay. Um, does it... Do we keep it cosy?
4: No. So... The wild card is is your free change however many transfers you do you don't lose those points and your team stays the same there's another uh, application you can do it's called the free hit or the free ch- free chip oh, okay it's a free yeah. hit where for one week you can change your team then it reverts back but the wild oh, okay. card and and yeah you, you play your wild card not just for that weekend like you in my opinion you play it for a bit further it's a reset the track as well yeah yeah can yeah. I can I just add there's also another handy uh, chip
2: tool you can use it's called the triple captain so basically <laughs> basically the, the concept is is when or not there's a double game week you load up on that player and they get triple the points so it's a yeah. very handy tool um that should be kept to a double game week <laughs> oh where were you a couple of weeks ago Berta? that was a joke yeah. a couple of weeks ago well we're just explaining rules aren't we like just i'm just trying to get grego up to up
3: to date beautiful mate beautiful and, what, and what's your tip Berta?
1: Oh, who cares?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: or oh, was that it? <laughs> uh, after a comment like that, no, just
2: absolutely load up on Aston Villa if you can. Um, me, me personally, I had Ollie Watkins already. I've gone and shopped for more Aston Villa already. Um, Emery has them cooking, and they've got an easy run coming up. So, mm. and, and the way they played on the weekend, uh, wow, they were they were a points dream. Yeah.
1: How long have you been an Aston Villa fan for now, mm. Bertha? Is it just forty eight
3: hours, or was that a wee?
2: <laughs> um, I'm going. Yeah. Well, since I typed this doc, I've been pretty keen on them. But you know, I've got so many teams that I support. According to you guys, it's uh, why not throw another one in the mix? Yeah, yeah. No, that's
1: only fair. Radio. So for all the punters at home on the fantasy football, get in the chat. Give us a give us a shout. Let us know any of your tips uh, underneath the show notes. Uh, Instagram, Twitter facebook get a hold of us guys uh let's get the chat going um we move on we move on to a new segment now fellas um potty um you're gonna start a new segment for us this week and even for this segment we've even got a nice little catchy intro for us
2: but who am i (laughs) (laughs) but who am i you are one pathetic loser but who am I? the
1: fuck is that game? But who am I? Now, Potty, you need to
3: explain to us your new segment, mate. So, boys, listeners out there, got a new segment called Who Am I, and it is inspired by inspired by the great TV game show Sale of the oh, Century. Yes, Glen Ridge, Classic. Tony Barber, absolute ripper. Mm. So, Nicky Barkley. Nikki Buckley, oh mate, you're taking me back now. Anyone from the '90s, '80s, well, you'll remember Sale of the Century. Yes. So how it's going to work is I'm going to um, uh, read you some information on a particular, um, uh, either current or former Premier League player, manager, etc., uh, and uh, you are going to uh, guess uh, who that player is. Now. We might have to have a couple of weeks of this to sort of feel our way through it. But the way I thought it would work today is I'd read through the script. It's going to take a bit of an honesty policy on uh, your behalf, guys. When you think you know who it is, just shout out your name. And you get first crack at it when I read th- when I read through it. But you've just got to make sure that you um, you say whatever name that you were originally going to say, even if at a later stage you realise that you, you got it wrong.
1: This sounds foolproof.
3: It does. It sounds <laughs> foolproof, doesn't it? Anyway, we might find that this doesn't work well, and we'll have to go back to another way. But I'll I'll, I'll go. Uh, we'll give it a go today. Just one. <laughs> All right. Are you are you ready, boys? Yeah. Just one go. All right. Uh, I was born in May 1979 in Uruguay. It was there I lived with my three brothers, sister, four cousins and grandmother in a small apartment building. I attended multiple schools, both state and in the private sector, and was passionate about both football and tennis. My life changed in September '91 when my sister was seriously injured in a car accident and left handicapped. The cost of the medical bills plunged my family into financial crisis, however... We, that was later averted due to the fundraising efforts by none other than Diego Maradona. This generosity steered me towards a career in football. In my youth, I played in Uruguay, and at 16, I moved to France, but failed to secure a playing contract. I soon received an offer to join Argentine side independent... Grego. Uh, Gregor? Gregor? Yeah, keep going, and, Pod. And made my way up the reserve teams. And he doesn't thanks. Did get any
4: more clues after he no, said it's, his name? No, he said he? his name.
3: I thought, oh, yeah, so do you want me to try and answer
1: it now? Well, you can try okay. and answer it. That's not what
3: we were going to go with. But no, uh,
1: okay. We'll go with this way. I Independiente, yep. it would have to be Diego Forlan.
3: It was. Diego Forlan. Grego's win. <laughs> well done. Who
2: are you going to go for, Berta? Not that one. You win, Grego. Were you going to go for Alvaro Rocoba No, you win.
4: Who who, who we? Oh. I okay. I thinking. Um, who who was the um, Carlos Tevez?
1: Ah, who so Argentina. So he's born he's, in Uruguay. So I'll I'll yeah, unpack my yeah. I'll un, unpack my thought process in here. So the only reason why I really jumped straight onto that was I knew forlan had played for Independiente. That was the the final nail. But Diego Forlan's father was a professional footballer. He was. So that's where the connection, where someone like Maradona would have stepped in to help out a, a former colleague. So that's mm-hmm. where I, I clicked on with that.
3: Mm. I left that and part out because I thought you might have clicked on it, but clearly
1: I... And the fact that he made the Scousers cry in by scoring <laughs> well, a double in front of the cop. <laughs> I mean, there was no way you were getting past that without me getting that correct.
3: All right, so...
1: Still a chant sung to this day at Old Trafford.
3: I'll I'll, I'll come up with a new one each week, boys, and um, they'll vary in a level of difficulty. Clearly, I'm going to have to um, make it a little harder, (laughs) but... um. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um, anyway, so um, just before I move on, I thought I'd chuck in something else um, just towards the uh, end of this segment. And I won't do this one every week, but um, I thought I'd chuck in an on this day. So basically, sporadically, I'll chuck in an on this day segment and I'll take you back to a particular day uh, that's oh, happened within great. the last week. I like it. And Something uh, famous or infamous that has happened. And, boys, today we're going all the way back um, to 2002. Now, 2002 Ooh. was a big year. Apple released their second-generation iPod. LinkedIn was founded.
0: Ooh.
3: And uh and M&M had the biggest-selling album of the year, the m M&M show, with Hit Without Me and Cleaning Out My Closet. Ooh. But one thing stood out above all other things. Grego, do you mind playing the video, mate? This happened on October 19, 2002. That's right. October 19, five days before his 17th Bernie, Wayne Rooney scored a last-minute winning goal Ooh, against Arsenal, yes. which ended their 30-match unbeaten run and led Rooney to become the youngest-ever goal scorer in Premier League history, which has since been surpassed. Some would say it, um, you know, brought down Arsenal and uh, they've never looked back since. But um, maybe that's just me. Yeah. Uh, and Wayne well, Rooney... Well,
1: they did win... Didn't they win the title after that? Yeah, they did. Uh, <laughs> what was that what was that year? The 2004 team? Is it isn't that, was, four, that was that was 2004? Did that team win the title, did they, Cosy?
4: 2003-2004?
1: Yeah, yeah. What do they call them? Are they that, Oh, that's the team that um, they bought oh. their own trophy. <laughs> so they bought they bought their own version. It was the the team that was unbeaten even though they had 12 draws. Hmm, yeah. <laughs>
4: That's right. That's how you stay unbeaten. You don't lose games, Grego. So one day you'll you'll learn that lesson. Yeah, the the invincibles
3: were 12 draws. Yeah, but um, it was a hell of a day, and uh, you know, Wayne Rooney went on to play another sixty odd game for the Toffees, and I think he retired or something after yeah. that. I never heard of him after that. No, so. actually,
1: the next time Arsenal, after that. the yeah. next time Arsenal went on a streak, Wayne Rooney was involved in knocking them down as well. Oh. But this time, rather than hitting a worldie <laughs> into the top oh. corner, he was hit by Sol Campbell with a worldie that. Didn't quite hit him, and he fell flat on his face. Rude van Nistrooy scored the penalty, and then we finished off with a Rooney setup on the counter attack.
4: Fifty. So this didn't area quite get of there. the podcast has been included because you know I'm eight hundred kilometres away <laughs> and can't do anything about this cheap these cheap shots. So yeah, thanks, boys. I can see which way this podcast is heading this week. Uh, you'll be
2: back next week, mate. Don't worry. Maybe about there's that. two secret WhatsApp groups.
1: Ah, oh, but uh, he's always got the uh,
4: <laughs> tin the,
1: foil hat on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
3: All right,
1: boys. Thanks
3: for playing. And uh, what do we got next, Greg?
1: Mate, we're gonna just run through a few uh, European fixtures to look out for. We won't dry dive into the discussion. We'll, we'll touch on that next week uh, after the results have been dished out. Um, be, Champions League is back, so Arsenal versus Sevilla, there's going to be a bit of emotion around that one, obviously, uh, Cosy for the Gooners and Jose Antonio Reyes, obviously, um, you know, obviously um, a sad passing in, in his accident uh, in 2019, I believe, so there might be a bit of, um, yeah, obviously a celebration, a bit of emotion before that match will be something to look out for. United are playing Copenhagen, uh, Newcastle versus Dortmund, and City are playing against a group of young boys. <laughs> uh, Galatasaray, Bayern, Inter Milan, Salzburg, and Real Madrid and Braga are probably some other ones to watch out for, but also two in the La Liga coming up, guys. It is El Clasico this weekend as well. So, um, yeah, we'll probably have some saucy info to talk about next week in relation to El Clasico. Um, moving on, guys. Potty, what's the final segment we've uh, we've brought in for one of our, our co-hosts here, mate?
3: Yep, there's a new segment and uh, the fans... Look, I don't think there's anything short to say that they, they love Berta. Oh, absolutely. And, and they love how they, such a straight shooter he is. Mate,
1: they were foomin'. They couldn't hear
3: him last week. They were foomin'. So, next segment. We're going to throw it over to you for Berta Who Cares Report. Ah. Oh. So the idea of this one is
1: obviously just any articles or just, just bullshit news that gets thrown out around the world of football that you would just think straight away of Berta just going,
2: who cares? Yes, right. Well, this is, yeah, like the who cares slash tonight what the fuck segment. Like, this, this sort of, <laughs> what I'm about to say is, is a serious what the fuck. So I read something about... Um, Ibrahimovic during the week. Z- Zatala how do you pronounce his first name? Because I don't want to get a little Z- Yeah. Well, he's also
1: known as Zava for all Zava, our Ted right, Lasso well, fans.
2: Anyway, let's just let's just roll on. So I, I read an article that um whilst playing for Manchester United he was at the Team Hotel and uh a professional sports player that he was, he got himself a bit dehydrated. So alas, he dives into the (laughs) minibar, grabs out, you know, grabs out the hydrolytes, orange juice, whatever it may be, and then checks out of the hotel, goes on to play the game, who cares what the result was. So he then gets his paycheck, um, you know, I don't know how long after that, but he gets his paycheck and opens it up, you know, clicks on the email, gets the attachment and notices that it's one pound light mm. than than it what, it what it would usually be. So this poses my first question: When you're on as much as he is, and yeah, uh, why bother opening a paycheck <laughs> 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 slash? Who cares if it's a dollar short, a pound short, a pound? So, mate.
1: that's I oh, mean that's a blow.
2: It it doesn't stop there. So rather than just just going you know what, I'm a professional football player and I learned a privilege to play this game and many others around the world struggle in poverty, blah, blah, blah. He decides to get on the old blower and ring Karen from payroll and go, Kaz, what's the go here? Notice that pay is a little short. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> she says to she says to Zava, as we, we'll affectionately call him, yeah, at the team hotel, uh, you took something out of the minibar, so you've got to pay for it like we're Manchester United this was with Manchester United' we're Manchester United we provide you the flights there the hotel the food there's the problem yeah, the, yeah, we're not the, the Red Cross the hydration like if you're that worried about your hydration go to the tap but anyway <laughs> so <laughs> he's then gone on record criticizing Manchester United that mm, that the, the type greatest of club, club. The, the type of club they run. Wouldn't even pay for him to hydrate himself. A professional athlete in the m- top of his career, they wouldn't even pay, and took money out of his paycheck. Mm. So, what the actual fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah, you've got players in this game like that will build hospitals in their motherland for for their mm. for their people. This dickhead not only opens his paycheck. Notice it's <laughs> one pound short. Follows yeah. it through with HR and then makes a deal out of it and slams his team in the mania. <laughs> Zabra Ibrahimovic, you dickhead, you absolute dickhead. Who cares about your paycheck <laughs> being what is short? He? He's a fucking dickhead, mate. So, I
1: have never, I have never seen you be so confused in your life, Bertha. You're basically trying somehow to find a way to both hammer ibrahimovic but also hammer manchester united at the same point
2: <laughs> well for I'll, not paying was, for it i was torn but then i thought about it when many like many of players build you know do great things for their homeland and he's worried about this so the listeners out there there'll be many thousands across the world from the you know the slums of argentina to the Millions. To the depths depths of Argentina, they'll be out there listening to every word I'm saying right now. And I throw it open to the listeners. Comment on the socials. Do whatever you do these days. You hashtag it or DM it or am I saying all the right shit? Probably. Yeah. What else? Whatever else you do. What's the stingiest thing you've ever hit up payroll for? Like, what have you asked for reimbursement? What have you claimed on tax? What, what have you done to payroll? And let's see if it goes close to matching this knob yeah. and his his
4: financial woes when he lost one pound.
1: Yeah, we we might have
4: I'm just sitting here listening to this and this is coming from the bloke that complained about the coffee van raising the coffees by fifty cents the other day. So <laughs> I'm not real sure. Hey, and I, I you know
2: what I did? You know what, I didn't ring up HR, I didn't ring up in, I remedied. it I I bought my own cup and it went back down the fifty cents that it deserves to be. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> oh, so you don't like the turtles either so you're going for the uh the usable the, yeah. the non-reusables
2: but like cause we, we all know that in my line of work i'm on three dollars and fifty eight basically volunteer wages this guy overpaid. <laughs> 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 this, this guy this guy's on multiple millions of dollars and cracks it because he's a pound short wow oh, yeah,
4: yeah. I think Gregor, you touched on it. This, I for me, I read this story as well, and I it talks more to Manchester United to me than Zlatan. Like, the fact that they're charging him for the minibar oh. is ridiculous because like the hotel's charging Manchester United, and they're going, "Oh, hang on a minute, let's charge the player." Like, yeah. it, it, it's double handling going on here. It's not like. Uh, oh, it's, to me, it's the clubs. Just that's just a joke. could Yeah, I think it's
1: a bit. Of, I think it's a bit of both. I, I definitely yeah. think it's a bit of both. Um, yeah. I,
4: and he's tried. He's come out trying to slam the club, but looked as you yeah, said. Dicko, yeah. Uh, as as but as you said, he's looked like a dickhead. He's trying to slam the club, but looked like a dickhead in doing it. So. Mm.
1: All righty, uh, Cosy. You got any um, anything to add to this, mate? the
4: oh, Who mate, Cares report? Yeah, the Who Cares report. I, I saw an interesting one. I was watching the game, the Everton game on the weekend, Everton and Liverpool, and, and I just think, I don't know what's going on there at Anfield, but the fans are just not turning up to watch Liverpool play. Yeah, like, a uh, few empty seats. I, I know. Uh, I like to call it the Stevie G effect. Mm. Um, I don't know whether you caught the story on the weekend. Stevie G's side in Saudi Arabia, they only had 800 people turn up and watch it. Mm, yeah, That's another story. Uh, but, yeah, Anfield, Like, where are the fans? Like, Is it turning into the next Manchester City? I'll just throw that out there for you mm. boys, all these uh, corporate wankers turning up and not turning up and the diehard fans just not showing up to support their team. And for a yeah.
2: derby, no less. Yeah. Yes. If you keep going with this, you'll be in dickhead of the week segment next week for this one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna plead the fifth on this one because quite frankly, I know the real reason behind it, and it hurts me because my club stadium needs a real fucking renovation <laughs> <laughs> uh righty I've got one more well, so- i've got one more for you guys in terms of the who cares reports now we obviously know that um now that obviously Mason Greenwood, he's been, you know, loaned out. He's at Getafe in, at in uh, Spain at the moment. But um, I read a legitimate ar- article that said the headline was that Mason Greenwood finds himself in trouble yet again. So it's obviously the most blatant piece of clickbait you'll ever see. And do you know what the article actually contained? It contained images of Mason Greenwood going to a Burger King drive through and buying Burger King because of the strict nutrition guidelines that Getafe puts on their players. Like, that is outrageous. I think it was worth the click, just so I could repeat it on the podcast here. <laughs> like, that is just... I mean, how do these people get paid for this shit?
4: It's funny, isn't it? There's certain people, in the and it goes outside football, but you put their name in a headline along with trouble yep. or court or things like that. And, and and that's just there, as you said, it's just clickbait for people to to jump on it. Meanwhile, the ads keep popping up on the side. All those ones I see on Birda's computer about Russian brides and things <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, just so that's what they're trying to get for you.
2: I tell you where clickbait is really effective. When you yeah, you, you know, it says way to improve your golf swings with Paige Spirinak or whatever. I always click on that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she a golfer? <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, lovely. Rightio, fellas. We're going to have to tie a bow in it. That's, uh, it's been a lovely time to catch up and talk all things football. Um, obviously, with our Australian spin. But before we we do head off, it's um yeah obviously a big thank you to not only you guys but also the the listeners. Um, get a like, get a subscribe, subscribe to the show, share us around on your social media pages if you like the show. Get the word out, get the voice out, but also to jump in on the conversation, uh, whether it be in the comment feeds underneath our episode pages or hit us up with a DM if you've got any interesting things. If you, any, who cares? Reports you want to throw in. Um, anything that you would like to share to the show, listeners, get amongst it.
3: Anything that might fire Burr up again, because oh, that was brilliant. That's not hard. That was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and any golf swing tips for Potty, uh for Coszy, sorry, so he can leave Paige Spiranak alone. <laughs> oh righty-o fellas uh cosy obviously best of luck mate for your uh job interview tomorrow i can see that uh red dress hanging up behind you that'll look beautiful on you mate i'm sure ricky yep, will no appreciate worries, it
4: please. i just gotta keep an eye out for any flying plastic chairs but i should be <laughs> right ah uh, very
1: good but uh thanks again mate um i i'm hoping uh when it all is said and done we can hear you a lot better this uh this week mate
2: oh you absolutely i was very assertive i was Right, I, I followed your Google Doc on how to use the microphone to the <laughs> letter of the law. I even, I even looked at the uh, illustrated diagrams and uh, practiced. So if it's not right, then, well, your Google Doc was wrong.
1: Yeah, I couldn't help myself today in conversation either when somebody asked me about my children. I said I had a four-year-old, a two-year-old and a 40-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, fellas, Potty. We've done it again, mate. Thanks, guys. Rightio. So, listeners, as we mentioned, get amongst it, share us around, uh, let everybody know about the Sports Attention Football Show, and join in where you can. And, of course, we'll see you next time. Good night, Australia.